pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football, heaven. We have reached Friday. Great to have all of you with us. A busy, busy weekend ahead. So much happening. And we uh, say hello to you on this Friday afternoon, talking about uh, so many things that uh, happened yesterday. Big game last night, and uh, it was all about South Carolina down in Baton Rouge. What a game it was as uh, two of the top teams in the country, the defending champs. It was, uh, it was really interesting early on, the fact that uh, LSU had a big lead. It went away. The game was nip and tuck, and in the end, South Carolina pulls out one of the biggest wins of the year and one of the biggest games. Something tells me these two will see each other again many more times this year. Look at the final score, 76 to 70. Great play on both sides as South Carolina remains undefeated and number one in the country. And we are delighted to start the Friday show off with the head coach of South Carolina, Dawn Staley. Uh, Coach, really great to have you on. Congratulations. I know there's a long way to go, but uh, that had to be great for you and your team. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I mean, it it was great. The the atmosphere was great. The the game was great. Um, The publicity around the game was great. I I think everybody did their part in in making it a, a pretty much a home run event. Because it was an event. It wasn't just a basketball game. LSU pretty much shut the campus down and had a, had a party outside of the arena. Um, the fans came early. They were loud. Um, and then the players themselves really, really executed out there and, and put our game on, on full display and made it something special. And coach, even before we get to the game and the season, I do want to talk about where, 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 where college basketball, women's college basketball, is right now because uh, it's, it seems like you, you and you have been at the vanguard of it, but so many others are participating now, and 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 I I, I can't quite explain it like you can, but uh, just that game was such a showcase, as many other games will be before this year is over. Your your thoughts on how much this game has grown. Um, I, I, I just think we, the decision makers of our game are being much more intentional about showcasing our game. And I, I, and in the same breath, um, I think they were intentional about not showcasing our game, um, years ago, but I do think they see an opportunity to capitalize it from a financial standpoint. I do see that. They, they're starting to think it's entertaining. And it's not just one player. It's not just one program. It's, it's, it's grown. Like, the talent is um, overflowing. Like, it, our cup runneth over with talent um, in the game, talent on the sidelines, talent in, in the stands. I mean, it, it's quite incredible. And I, I don't think it's going anywhere. And I do think you have to credit a lot of people. You got to credit a lot of individuals. I thought um, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark did our game justice um, with what they were able to do last year. Um, I think you know our team has contributed in a way 
with our success over the past um, 10 years. We've contributed in that way. But I, and I do think the timing of um, the, the television deal being up has paid big dividends for our game to grow in the way that it's growing. And I do think there's, there's, there's new leadership um, at ESPN that is giving us our due. And they've, they've personally reached out and they have checked in, you know, periodically. So that's being intentional. I don't, you know, and, and they, they, they know I'm, I'm a person that will speak out and just try to get our game to a platform where we're respected in that regard. So I, I really do appreciate that. I, I appreciate the intentionality um, of, of our decision makers now. Coach, I realize a lot of this is, is spilled milk, but do you have a, a better and a clearer understanding of, of really what was wrong? And, and because you were very, you, you didn't, you were not shy. You never have been uh, about right. po- pointing these things out. And it looks like you're, you're being listened to. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's me. I think it's all of us. I think it's all of us that have all of us stakeholders in a game. Um, we are screaming at the top of our lungs because you know, we, we've been in it for a long time and we really understand um, that this is what could have been happening a long time ago. Like we had all of college game day, all their talent in one in one place. Um, which is huge. They have, you know, they wrapped the bus with their faces on it. So we're being intentional about who is, who is, who, who are the people who are broadcasting our game, who are the people who are analyzing our game. Um, and I, not, I think there were a lot of no's when it came to putting our game on display. No, we're not going to do it. No, nope. you know, here's, Here's a, and there's nothing against cornhole. Here's cornhole. Put cornhole on. I love cornhole. Like, I absolutely love it. I'm a cornhole player. Um, and it's not to say there's not room for, for all of us, but I'm just talking women's basketball and um, it being intentionally ignored in that way. But you see the flip side of it. I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm sure the numbers were are going to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they'll be out. Because They're going to be massive, but you know that. I, I, I hope so. I mean, because we, we want this to be a, the norm. Like, this, is, this can be a normal thing if we continue to be intentional about um, highlighting our, you know, our, all the people in our, in our game, all the programs in our game. I mean, LSU is the defending national champions. Um, we were a Final Four participant. We are we are the 2022 national champions. There should be storylines. We are the the top two teams in the SEC. That's a matchup worth watching. Well, I'm glad. I'm 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 really glad the game lived up to it too because uh, it, it was there was nothing uh, else worth watching last night. There were a lot of games, but this was this was the showcase. Uh, and you know, as you mentioned, we talked to uh, Drea uh, last night. As I mean, they did an hour uh, lead-in uh, on on prime time, and I think that was very important. Intentional, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean. 
every 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 professional league, you know, even men's men's college basketball, they're, they they have been intentional for a very long time um, in in promoting the blue bloods of of, of their their sport. <laughs> and you know, some of the blue bloods aren't probably as good as they've been in the past, um, but it's grown. It's grown so much that you don't have to put a blue blood on now because there are mid-major teams beating blue bloods. So now their game have, has grown to where it's entertaining. Anybody can beat anyone. And I think that's that's pretty cool to see the growth of the men's game, and I think it's super cool to see the growth of our game. Coach, just uh, you win a game like that, and you you know there's still a long way ahead. Uh, what 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 is your message to the team after something like that? You you've accomplished a great deal, but uh, your your your, yeah. your your team knows what this is about, don't they? Uh, we do. I mean, we we have to stay routine. We didn't we didn't get back home. I don't I don't. We got back home maybe one one o'clock. They probably didn't wind down and get into bed till about two or three. And we got practice at 1230. We practice. We practice because we're routine. It's easy for us to just say, hey, we're tired. Let's take the day off. No, we're going to stay in our routine. And it wasn't as it wasn't one of our normal practices. So we, we, we kept it short, but we kept their attention because we we, we don't want the Vandy game to be a trap game. We, we worked hard for where we are. And the league is a pretty tough league whether you're home or whether you're away. But being home gives you a little bit of an advantage because because of the crowds that were drawn on each campus. So, I mean, this game was huge. We we had to get this game. We, it was a tiebreaker if we're, we're tied at the, the end of the rec, regular season. Um, it was great for our net. Um, I mean, and the seeding in the NCAA tournament. So I, I think it was a great win overall, but I, overall, the game of women's basketball won yes, yesterday. It is such a pleasure to uh, talk to you, and uh, you've always been great. Uh, even when you're mad at uh, my bosses, uh, you, you've always come on, and we appreciate that. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Paul. And I, I heard you had some callers last week talking about us. Yeah, we, so had, a, we had a guy. That's uh, open. We had a guy calling in from Louisiana who was guaranteeing a, a victory, and I tried to I tried to talk him off that ledge, Coach. But uh, hey, yeah. hey, hey, Paul, tell Dwayne I said hi. I think his <laughs> name was Dwayne. <laughs> you, yeah, it was. He was there last night, uh, Coach. Uh, you're 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 one of a kind, and we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Wow, Don Staley calling out Dwayne from New Orleans, uh, who uh, talked a big game, went to the game, on the, he called us on the way, and he just got smacked down by the best in the business, and we will take a short break. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This is from Sportico as uh, we... Uh Start this part of the show. Uh, athletic department donations up despite rise of NIL collectives. Interesting to hear that story. And uh, speaking of that, uh, all Sooners, uh, Crimson and Cream Collective set two, two million NIL goal ahead of SEC move. We'll talk about that with our new friends from Oklahoma a little bit later on. Daniel Libet joins us uh, in about an hour, and uh, we'll talk to... Eric Bailey from the Tulsa World. Spencer, Spencer Hall coming out of hibernation will join us as well. You can tell it's Friday. We're kicked back. The kegs are rolling, the bourbon flowing, and your phone call straight ahead. And John starts it off from Louisville. Hey, hello, John. Hey, good afternoon. Have we done a welfare check on Duane yet? Uh, I, I don't think we have to uh, after Dawn Staley uh, simply cut his heart out. Actually, she cut a few things out <laughs> lower than the heart, but we'll leave that till Dwayne's call. Yeah, um, he can choose his pronoun then. Hey, uh, Paul, um, before I get to the NFL, my daughter was in town this week and uh, she loved your show. She said soap opera, everything's the same, same mean girls, whatever. She loves Legend and uh, Handsome Joe, but... And don't hate her for this, but her new uh, her new uh, topic, her favorite uh, caller is, uh, as she says, bash with a stash. She says he just keeps coming back like an energizer rabbit, even when Paul calls, you know, cuts him off, and um, and he's like Scrappy Doo. Uh, he brings that bag of grievances and just let you know, it's let me at him, let me at him. So that's her favorite. Well, that's great. So she's but, a, she lives in California, is that right? Yeah, correct. And um, uh, I would agree with you, by the way, Paul, before I get the NFL, Sheryl Moore will be the next coach up at Michigan. You were on the sidelines. You saw that young staff all under 40. Yeah, no, that, it's a very, uh, as much as I hate to admit anything uh, good about Michigan, uh, they've got an impressive group up there. Yeah, they just need seven days uh, approval time or waiting time to, to name him. So that you're right about that. But um I wanted to talk to you about the um, NFL games uh, last weekend and your choices for the final two. But, you know, we, earlier in the week, we got bogged down with Taylor Swift and her future in-laws, the uh, crazy Kelsey clan. But what did you think of <laughs> – don't go there again. What do you think of last week's games, and who do you pick for the final two? Yeah, I, I know uh, how great Kansas City is, but I think the road ends uh, on a rainy 
afternoon in Baltimore. So, uh, and, and I think San Francisco. I think the two favorites are going to escape, and we're going to have what a rematch of uh, 2012. Yeah, when the Harbaugh's played the, each the, other. The right? Harbaugh Bowl is uh, only going to be half Harbaugh this time. Well, he'll be on the sideline with his brother. What I'm trying father, to understand, no though, about the Harbaugh's. Tell me this. Um, sure. How did John Harbaugh turn out so well and Jim Harbaugh didn't? Uh, well, you, there's always one brother that's the favorite. I think. <laughs> I mean, John seems like a perfectly normal, goes. nice guy. <laughs> well, Jim's got a good career too. He's just a little quirkier, right? You know, I would say that would. He's got something more uh, than quirkiness, but I'll leave that to the family doctor. Okay. Look forward to Dwayne's call. Thanks, Paul. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Yeah, again, uh, the headline of the show already is uh, watch your mouth. Uh, Some of you may just put it on, but uh, Don Staley just stuffed a basketball down Dwayne's throat. Dwayne's the the know-it-all from New Orleans who just got uh, got sideswiped. Uh, Dale is up next in Colorado. Uh, hello, Dale. Hey, Paul. How are you doing? We're doing great. Thank you. Hey, reports out of Tuscaloosa have, have been confirmed that uh, Forrest Gump has entered the portal and Larry and Legend has followed suit. So the dynasty is officially over. Go dogs! Thank you for taking my call, Paul. Thank you very much for calling. Homer, not to be confused with the Iliad, uh, is calling next. <laughs> Morning, Brother Paul. How you doing this fine day? Hey, Homer. What's happening down, down there in Mindenland? Well, we kind of sad at that ball game last night, but what a game. Damn, that was a game. I was glad to see you interviewing Coach Staley. And she, boy, she worked you just like you worked her. She brought it up, and you said something, and she called him by name. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't that amazing? I, I fell out laughing. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, Homer, what's happening? Uh, what's, what's going on with well, you? I'm uh, I'm kind of fired up today. And last time I did that, you made me all right to winter. So I'm just, uh, I am kind of, man, they're picking a line, man, and squirrel. Now, that's my two favorite colors. And they, everybody ragged them yesterday so bad. Why they want to do that? I don't know about that, but but anyway, it's sure it's sure good to hear from you again, Homer. You be well. You take care of yourself. Matt is up next. In hey, brother, SA. how you doing, man? Matt, I wanted to call and talk about A&M basketball. I just want to tell you, I appreciate you giving my number to Joe Fern Bay Legend and Augie. I really appreciate that, man. I just got the number from Kevin in Houston. I want to, I want to start off with saying in basketball, I like what Buzz Williams is doing with our team. Yeah, he needs to work on some little things, a three-point shot, getting yeah. better in the paint, defensive rebound, and maybe shoot point. Sorry, three-point throwing. And I like the fact that people said we should have hired a big-time name, but well, yeah, I was hey, by the way, you got a big-time name. Bu- Bu- Buzz is a big-time name. He's a, he's oh, a yeah, highly him. respected coach. Oh yeah, I love Buzz Williams. What I heard on Tech is that the reason why Jimbo didn't work out either because his culture was toxic, not just because of that. He really didn't do a lot of discipline, and I kind of believe Bill Lucci a whole lot on that. And 
look, I don't think they didn't come to big time names because all that stuff that Jimbo left behind, they didn't want to deal with it. I don't blame them, but I believe our coach we hired is a good coach. He'll bring a better locker room in there. He'll get the players that don't fit a toxic culture. And I wanted to say one more thing to you guys. I love you guys so much. You've been like butters to me. I appreciate everything you've done for me. You didn't have to do that, man. But I hope you can tell Trey if he's mad at me. It's not. I'm sorry if I made him mad at me. But Paul, if I do see you someday, man, I just I appreciate everything you have done for me. And I want to say one thing to I man. This is no disrespect, I man. Look, I man, I love you like a brother too, man. But stop going after legend when you had a bromance. With Jim from Tuscaloosa, who's an idiot. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's, so uh, that's one of the smartest things I've ever heard on this show, man. Hey, thank you very much for saying that. Uh, 100% correct. The hits keep coming. Bash is up next. Bash, brother Paul. Happy Friday. Hello. So, uh, this weekend we have the AFC Championship game between Kansas City and Baltimore. And yesterday we just saw Jim Harbaugh became the new head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. So my question to you, Paul, is... You're, by you the way, you, you the are na- full of breaking news today, Bash. I'm, I, I was just connecting it to this weekend, Paul. Okay, I was just going to ask you, do you think the narrative is going to change from this weekend between the Chiefs versus the Ravens to the Swifties versus the Harbaugh's? Well, first of all, I think Baltimore is going to win, so uh, that will be the end of the end of the Swifties, at least on the field. I agree with that, but I just was asking that question because I feel like there's going to be some of your like uh, big brother networks on ESPN that's going to make that angle to try and like hype the game up. Which, as a football well, let, let fan, me, uh, first of all, it is the. AFC Championship game. It, it is the two uh, outside of the Super Bowl. The two most watched events of the year uh, on on network television are the AFC and the NFC Championship. You don't need to hype it. It's pretty self-explanatory, even to you, Bash. <laughs> Bubba is up next in NC. What's shaking, Paul? Just some. What's shaking, Paul? Just some Hall of Fame callers so far. Hey, no doubt. Hey, my condolences to Dwayne last night after the, the thrash and his poor uh, Lady Tigers took. Mm. But uh, maybe that'll prep him for the football season. That'll kind of soften him up, get him ready for all that. I mean, I mean, what, what but, do you? Uh, I mean, you're, you're a veteran of this show. Uh, when when the most prominent women's coach in college basketball comes on our little show, and she stuffs Dwayne into a locker. At the as her mic Dude, drop. I mean, how bad the is fact that? Is she, the fact that you're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back. Uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, for those of you who missed it, uh, Jim Harbaugh conversation breaks into uh, who's a bigger Swifty. I think uh, Peggy is probably a big Swifty, aren't you, Peggy? <laughs> oh, I'll just, I, I tell you, my managers had me overbooked. But I had the Colin check on you. I think the world went topsy turvy in a in about the past few weeks. Yeah, ever yeah. T- ever since we uh, we've talked to you, I haven't. Uh... Yeah, that honey, it hasn't happened yet. And uh, well, I've been calling up here and, and, and been just knee deep of watching the Tennessee basketball. Dalton and every time, and it's just you know calling into the local shows here, and then. I'm on another one for the, uh, it's called Rombo Sports, uh, at 49ers. I've been a 49ers fan since I was about 19. Really? So, I mean, I, yeah, oh, honey, yeah, I remember watching Joe Montana play when he played for Notre Dame. And so my, my dad got a daughter the first time and I got to be, you know, the boy until my brother came along and I just got left behind and I had no choice but to come up cheerleader so you know that's the way i hung on to uh you know i could act a fool over sports <laughs> a deep love for it in other words but i just want to check on y'all about some craziness i never seen that coming never seen that coming i i mean really i thought about you honestly uh uh, you know, and it's not a joking thing. And I know, you know, I've been, I've been calling in, it ain't quite been a year yet. And it takes a while to pick up on who, who does this and that and what. But I appreciate somebody's love for a fan and for a team, whether you're hardcore enemies with them or not. When you get to know people, we all just love our teams. And I, I just wanted to say, say something to Legend and Larry. I mean, you know, there's the two of the the two most that acted to me. You know, you could tell it ain't just a game, and they never went back and forth, and they never, I never heard them criticizing and calling him. You know, no, dude, I just wanted to give them some props. Well, thank you very and, much, Peggy. Uh, it is always great to hear from you. Sarah is up next here on this Friday afternoon. Hello, Sarah. Well, hello, Paul. It's Sarah from Tuscaloosa. How oh, are you goodness. doing? My, fa- my favorite Sarah of all time. <laughs> well, I, I heard your interview with Don Staley, and I, I just thought that was awesome. And I watched the game last night, and I saw the sold-out crowd. And last week at LSU, they sold it out for gymnastics as well. So I just I love seeing all the support for women's sports. It was amazing. And thank you for having Dawn on. She's, you know, just a a legend in women's coaching society. But the reason I called in today was because today it's 41 years since Coach Bryant passed. 
And, you know, for me, I was hired under Coach Bryant and I retired under Coach Saban. There's no other coach that can say that they had that opportunity to start with one and end with another. So um, I, I will say, though, that we were going to Penn State to compete. And we had taken a, a regular plane, which is unheard of 41 years ago. We didn't have to drive. We flew to Pittsburgh, and we were in a van, and we were driving to um, Penn State when, right. I, when we heard the news. And I pulled over. I went to, you know, I went to a payphone and called the office and the AD's office and Sam Bailey and all those people there. And I just, you know, I was like, what do you want us to do? Should we turn around and come home? And they, they said, no, Coach Bryant would want you to compete. And uh, so we went and we got houndstooth ribbons and we put them on our uh, our leotards and we got out there and we did our job. But, you know, it's just amazing to me that it was 41 years ago on this particular day. And, uh, you know, not many people can say they had the opportunity to work with, with both of our best coaches here at Alabama. No, Don, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, and I was going to get around to it uh, because uh, we, we spent so many times, uh, as you know, uh, just spending the entire program remembering Coach Bryant. And I can, uh, as you remember that day uh, vividly and remember so many other days uh, in late January. Because, by the way, uh, you were up there. The Alabama basketball team, I think, was in Los Angeles and ended up playing on the, uh, late on that Friday night and winning against UCLA. I mean, it, but everything went, uh, you're right. Uh, Coach Bryant did not want anything to stop uh, because that's who he was and that's what he represented. Well, we were driving from Pittsburgh about three hours to State College and it was snowing and mm. I was like, oh my gosh, is this a sign? Do we need to just turn around and go back home? And then when we did fly back home, when I saw everything from Tuscaloosa to Birmingham at the airport, all the people that were there and everything, it was, it was simply amazing. Well, so that, that was on a, he died on a Wednesday. Uh, so when was your meet on Friday? I think it was on Friday or Saturday. I right. can't remember. Now we're all on Friday night heights, but you know, sometimes we had Saturday meets, but um, I, I, we hadn't even gotten to state college yet. Yeah. So I was just assuming they would say, come back home. And, uh, but we didn't. And, um, you know, it just, uh, it's a memory that you will never forget. And, and then, you know, just two weeks ago, then coach Saban set, steps down and, you know, I'm just like, I, as I looked at it over time, I'm like, okay, I started with the best coach and I ended with the best coach. I was pretty lucky. No, Sarah, I, I, and, and let's, let us not act like you were also uh, in that rarefied era with, I don't know, half a dozen to a dozen national championships. I mean, you, uh, you, you certainly uh, fit in quite well in, in that company, Sarah. Well, thank you. But Coach Bryant, he was the one. He hired me. I was going to be a uh, assistant coach and then they fired the head coach and I was the fifth coach in five years and uh, he paid me a whopping salary of five thousand dollars but at the end of my first year he gave us five scholarships to recruit with How and those ladies four years later 
took us to qualify for our first national championship. And we went for 36 years. But it was Coach Bryant having, you know, once once the program did better, then he was like, okay, I'm not going to drop this program. And then he gave us the resources to do it. And, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll never forget going into his office one time and asking him for $5,000, the same amount that he paid me in my salary, for a new floor exercise mat. And I, I will never forget um, that uh, his assistant was standing there and um, saying, Bailey, and he said, no, we can't do that. You can't have $5,000. And, and then Coach Bryant turned around to Sam and he goes, Sam, just give the little lady what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> what a great story. And, well, and I, you know, I remember that so vividly because he liked that we didn't have a losing season. And so he gave me the scholarships. He gave me the $5,000 for the floor exercise mat. And actually, he raised my salary to $12,000 my second year. So I was doing pretty good. <laughs> Man, Sarah, you... Uh... <laughs> you you were you were definitely uh amazing well anyway thanks so much for remembering uh sarah i'll talk to you soon sarah patterson who won six national championships uh, at the university of alabama and uh was one of the really uh one of the preeminent women's gymnastics coaches of her era national coach of the year four times uh, sec coach of the year a zillion times six national championships. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. So ESPN reporting at this hour, as everyone else is, Missouri is set to hire South Alabama defensive coordinator Corey Batoon is the school's new defensive coordinator. Remember, the uh, head coach went to Alabama. Now, the D.C. going to Mizzou. Let's grab some more phone calls here as uh, E. Gordon is up next. Hello, Paul. Hey. Hey, hey last week you, um, you showed that photo of um, Bear Bryant sitting in that sofa with all you guys around him. And it, and it got me thinking, um, did you feel like you were closer to um, Coach Bear Bryant or were you closer to Nick Saban uh, as far as your reporting and interviewing went over, you know, through the years? I, that's just a question that I've well, always uh, thought it, about. It, it's interesting. I, I was around uh, Coach Bryant, let me think now, three years. Um, I, did, I did know him uh, for a young reporter who he cared very little about, just in terms because he, he knew all the old guys and they would – have a few pops after practice now and then, and that wasn't me. I did talk to him every week during the season. We had a regular, imagine that, imagine doing that today, regular, I would call him up, uh, have a little Q&A that I, I published in our newspaper. But uh, I, I, and I, I did talk to him, interestingly enough, about two weeks before he died, after he retired, I was working on something else. He was always, he was always very accessible, but I mean, there was a uh, 40, four-year difference in age. Uh, with Saban, it was four years. So there was uh, – Right. I, I, I mean, I got to know Coach Saban much better over – I knew Coach Saban before he – when he was at LSU. So uh, 
we, were, we, we, we had a relationship prior to Alabama and really had one the moment he got there. Um, right. So it was a lot different. Um, I mean, Coach Saban, I mean, you, you're always in, in, in awe of him and, and respecting him. But Coach Bryant, you know, considering I was just starting and he was just ending, I mean, uh, it was always – I mean, your mouth opened every time you saw him. I mean, it was like seeing Elvis. Right. I know that you had mentioned several times that, that uh, he did call you weekly and uh, you, you had that weekly mm-hmm. um, interaction with him. And I was just wondering if you felt like you were closer to, to the well, Bears than I you mean, were. I, I mean, uh, I, 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 I've spent uh, considerably more time with, with Coach Saban. But the thing about Coach Bryant, though, he and I've told this story before. But the reason why he talked to me um, was that he he got that newspaper every day. Um, right. He was a, he was a, he was like a lot of older people. I mean, they were glued to the newspaper. And by the way, this is this is the 80s now, so the, a newspaper was right. pretty viable. Uh, so oh yeah. He knew me through that, uh, and he thought it was important to be to be in the newspaper. Uh, I mean, you may, and now I mean, Nick Saban still hasn't talked to anybody from the local media since he announced his retirement. So uh, that, right. that's, a, that's a difference of 41 years. Uh, but and I, I'll tell this story one more time uh, on the day of his death. He called the newspaper one time uh, after I got there. Uh, we, we had some cartoon, some comic strip, and they canceled it. And he called the editor of the newspaper. And, and I, I, I was I was there that day, but obviously uh, and he called I mean, he, he didn't like have a, his assi- assistant call. He called and said, uh, this is Paul Bryan. I need to speak to somebody in, in charge. And she said, Paul Bryant. He said, yeah. Uh, she said, he said, I think the receptionist said the coach. He said, yeah, the coach. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he said, I'm a subscriber. He said, so he put the, the editor on. And uh, I, I know this will not surprise you, but the next day the uh, comic, strip, comic, comic strip returned to uh, its oh, uh, rightful place. Uh, uh, I'm just glad he never called and asked to have me replaced because that would have happened too. Uh, we'll take a short break. We have three more hours to go on a Friday afternoon. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.